You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500 purchase. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. Follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always today is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I am very well. Kind of just relaxing here after the draft a little bit, recouping things. And how are you? Yeah, getting getting back to normal a little bit. Still, yeah, yeah. Still digging into the rookie class for sure, how it impacts uh, some of the veterans. That's actually what we're going to talk about today. The past two days on the show, we discussed the rookie winners or rookie risers and fallers. Uh, today, we are going to hit the veteran winners from the NFL draft. And tomorrow, Kate and Marcus will finish up that topic with some veterans who are losing value because of what happened at the NFL draft. Uh, and of course, we'll continue next week and in the coming weeks, our rookie coverage. Lots to talk about there. We'll keep digging in as we are doing rookie drafts. We'll get some new ADP, both rookie and startup. We'll have plenty to talk about. Absolutely. Matt, as I said, though, we are focused on the veteran winners from the NFL draft. We'll just start at the quarterback position and go down the line. Man, I think we've got to start off with Jalen Hurts. Uh, Absolutely. Jaylen, yeah, the the big trade, really. I, I think the the number one story from a dynasty fantasy standpoint was the trade of A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. There was, I guess, still some, some doubt, some reservation about Jalen Hurts as an NFL quarterback, his future, and, and honestly, there, there still is. It's still out there. Uh, so say what you will about him, but... Anytime you add a wide receiver like A.J. Brown to your team, you've got to look at that quarterback as a major winner. Uh, what What's your outlook for Jalen Hurts at this point from fantasy? I mean, we kind of know the fantasy outlook, right? If he's, if he's on the field, he's going to be good. Are you looking at him as the long-term answer in Philadelphia, though? Yeah, I think there are questions about that. I mean, his immediate stock absolutely rose there's no question about that he's got a really good supporting cast including a really good o-line you know i mean landon dickerson last year's pick looks like he's gonna be a full-time guard with cam beef jurgens as the future center there and of course aj brown as you mentioned um but i do think the eagles have positioned themselves extremely well that if he fails or there's questions that he could be out as soon as next year I give him credit, though. I think he's gotten better. He's been better mm-hmm. than I thought he'd be. I, I didn't think he would last this long when it was all said and done. So they're going to be a hard team to play against, and I'm investing in him. You know, I mean, I, I just think his upside week to week is just so great. Do you consider A.J. Brown a winner in this? We'll get to the wide receiver soon, but does this feel no. like stock up or stock down? Yeah, it's, that's kind of... Kind of what I was thinking as well. We better yeah. save him for for Kate and Marcus tomorrow. Uh, but I'm with you. Jalen Hurts, absolutely a winner in this scenario. Big time upgrade for him. 
Uh, hopefully he can uh, he can make the most of that. I think he can. Yeah. Another quarterback who got a, a new weapon and, and lost one just almost as quickly, Kyler Murray. Of course, we, we hinted on the, uh, the, the DeAndre Hopkins suspension yesterday. Talked a little bit about the moves that the Cardinals had made. Of course, the big one was the trade for Marquise Hollywood Brown. We'll get to him later as well. Uh, but this is this is good news for Kyler Murray being reunited with uh, a former teammate, getting that deep threat that uh, that they didn't really have at this point. I think this is this is kind of the first good news for Murray and the Cardinals this offseason. Yeah, and I guess it's good news that they seem to really want to make him happy and make this thing work long-term between team and player. I would assume that there's a contract extension in the works and he's not going to be the latest one that is demanding trades and things like that. Not just because of the Marquise Brown trade, but it does seem like both player and team want to, you know, or at least the team wants to help him out. The Hopkins trade isn't a big thing in the big picture in the dynasty world. It's much more of a, a redraft thing. And, I think it's interesting, and I guess Connor gets a little bit of a stock up too, that they didn't go get a bruising running back. You know, it makes me think they want to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, yeah, very good point. A couple other quarterbacks who uh, you could view as as winners, really just because their team didn't go out and and draft a quarterback like like many expected. Davis Mills is included in that. The, The Texans, I think, had made it pretty clear they were going to give him another shot. Uh, and, and they stuck to that did not add a quarterback drew Locke, That was the surprise. The Seahawks were in position multiple times to draft a quarterback, including Malik Willis or, or really any quarterback they wanted. They did not do that. It, it looks like drew Locke and Geno Smith for the, uh, for the starting job in Seattle. That's pretty scary. If you've got DK Metcalf on your team, but you know, I guess for the moment, it's good news for, for Locke. Uh, and then Jared Goff in Detroit. They add a couple weapons there. Jamison Williams, the most important one, did not draft a quarterback. Jared Goff gets one more shot to show he belongs as a starter in the league. Uh, any any quick thoughts on those three guys? Yeah, real quick. I mean, I would put like Darnold and Locke. I know you didn't mention Darnold, but Darnold and Locke look like they avoided massive landmines, but there still could be a Jimmy or a Baker that screws that up for them. Um, I think Mills and Goff, though, and we're talking super flex basically here, mm-hmm. right. uh, are a lot more appealing because not only did they not add competition, but they gave him a wide receiver, a, a Mechie, a, you know, uh, the Lions traded up for Jamison Williams. So the supporting cast there all of a sudden don't look so terrible. Are you that down on Matt Corral in Carolina? Don't don't see him as, as a real threat? I bet. I mean, if, it, if they go into the season with just those two, I'm sure Corral will play. Yeah. All right, Matt, after the break, we will talk about some winners from the running back position. There were quite a few. Hey, everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Nile, a great fine jewelry place. And we got, you got to go to BlueNile.com and check it out. But we got Mother's Day right around the corner, and you got to take care of your mom. You got to take care of your wife that's a mother or your girlfriend that's a mother, whoever. But check out BlueNile.com. Um, you know, there's 
fine jewelry and wedding jewelry and everyday jewelry. They have all the above, which is wonderful. Uh, whether she prefers a statement piece or an everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Uh, shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant te- tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Uh, again, my my wife's a big fan of BlueNile.com, to say the least. Um, also, the mother's this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off, $500 um, purchase. So, you know, that's just exclusive to our podcast listeners from anyone on the Locked On Network. Um, This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. So use our code. Here's our code. Locked On. All one word. All caps. Uh, That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks so much. It's something you definitely got to check out. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today we are talking about some veteran winners from the NFL draft. Players who saw their value go up as a result of what happened over this past weekend, we talked about the quarterbacks. I think Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray are, are two pretty obvious winners. Let's move over to the running back position, Matt. And and I feel like this conversation, when you're talking about veteran winners, it's quarterbacks in most cases because they got some new some new toys, right? Some new weapons yeah, to yeah, throw yeah. to. The other three positions are are usually their team didn't draft somebody that maybe we thought they would draft. And I think we have to start with the Ravens here because uh, the Ravens made it pretty clear. They were looking for a running back. They, they met with Melvin Gordon before he resigned with Denver. They, they were, they wanted to add a, a back and, you know, they got stuck last year when JK Dobbins and, and Gus Edwards both had those knee injuries and, and were forced to go with some veterans that, uh, you know, didn't really get the job done, let's let's say. Dobbins yeah, yeah. is back. Edwards is back. Looks like both of those guys are going to be ready to go. Uh, they did draft a, uh, a running back late in the, uh, late in the draft, Tyler Beatty. Uh, certainly not going to be a threat to, to Dobbins by any means. So no. I, think, I think J.K. Dobbins is, is one of the big winners from the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, Ravens in general are kind of a, a hot topic for winners, losers, you know. Yeah, obviously. good point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I think this shows that they have extreme faith in Dobbins' health. And this is a team, first of all, I, did, I didn't expect that run of running backs in the third round or so into the fourth. And maybe these the, the backs just went earlier than Baltimore was willing to pay for them. But they had six fourth-round picks when it was all said and done and didn't take a back. I think this is tremendous news for Dobbins. Well, not only did not only did Baltimore not take a, a day one or day two running back, uh, I guess we should say day two. Nobody nobody thought they would take a day one running back. But mm-hmm. not only did they not take a, a relevant running back in the second or third round, but the trade they made of Hollywood Brown and, and essentially not replacing him, and we'll talk wide receivers in just a moment, but... To me, that that tells me they they want to go back to running the football as yeah. much as they can. 
so that, that's kind of a different angle that makes it good news for J.K. Dobbins, makes him a winner in this uh, in this scenario. Yeah, I, I think their run-pass percentage might lean towards run first or second in the league. I mean, I think them and the Eagles will probably be one and two. The Chiefs were another team that did not really make a move at the running back position. Of course, they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round uh, a couple years ago. He's been hit or miss at best. Yeah, uh, there was right. some, some thought that they could maybe look to upgrade there. They did also sign Ronald Jones in free agency, so it looks like they're going to roll with those two players. I think that's great news for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire if you've got him on your roster. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest Rojo. I'm not a biggest fan of Rojo or Ceh, to be honest with you. But um, the lack of competition speaks volumes. And I've thought this really since the Tyreek Hill trade that not that they're going to take something off Mahomes's plate, but so many defenses played that high cover two shell and dared them to run, and they really didn't take advantage of it in the past. I bet Andy Reid's looking at this like. We need to run the football a little bit more against these light boxes. And what they do a year ago, they build a really good offensive line from scratch. So, you know, instead of being so reliant on Hill and Mahomes' arm and Kelsey's getting up in age, let's rely on this offensive line a little bit more. Yeah, good point. Uh, you already mentioned James Conner as a winner. Uh, Arizona uh, did draft uh, Keontae Ingram late in the draft, sixth round, I believe. Yeah. Uh, kind of like him as as a third or fourth round pick in in dynasty rookie drafts but certainly not a player with that draft capital that you're going to look at early on as as a threat to connor so right now it looks like they're rolling with with james connor as uh not only their lead back really really their only back of relevance right now that just seems like risky business to me considering his injury history but uh, i mean he's a really good player and he was great for them but Man, I think Ingram's going to be on a lot of my dynasty teams. Yeah, I mean Ingram. Ingram's game is a lot like Connor's. I would say. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You're right. You know, maybe maybe that's what they're thinking that it's 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 the backup plan. It's insurance, not necessarily the backup running back behind him. But if he goes down, Eno Benjamin is not carrying the load. No, uh, I think he's always the change of pace. Yeah, Keontae Ingram maybe could. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's hit on a couple wide receivers before we take another break here. And we've we've got to start with the Ravens. You said they're really the team to focus on here. Uh, J.K. Dobbins gets an upgrade. They make the trade. Hollywood Brown is out. Uh, Rashad Bateman gets a, certainly a value bump, and, and you would assume a big-time production bump as well. Uh, this is, I guess, one of those rare trades where both of these players – uh, Brown, and then as a result of the trade, Bateman, I think, have seen their value increase. I, I like the the new situation for Hollywood a lot more in Arizona, uh, not only moving to a, a, a more pass-heavy offense, but being reunited, as I said, with Kyler Murray, his college teammate. Um, and, and then the suspension of DeAndre Hopkins on top of that is, is yet another reason to view this as a big win for Hollywood Brown. Um which one of those guys would you rather have in Dynasty right now, Brown or Bateman? Bateman, um, not by leaps and bounds. I mean, all well said by you. I think he's clearly the one now in Baltimore, even though that pie is a little smaller in terms of run-pass percentage. 
Um, I really liked him coming out of school, and I think Bateman's a phenomenal prospect, but he's a prospect still in reality. But yeah. for, for Marquise, I think this is great too. I mean, I just envision a lot more wide open sets, four wide, you know, where where, where the Ravens clearly are going to feature multiple tight ends, condensed formations. That just doesn't bode well for a 170-pound dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think it's great news for Brown. I would rather have Brown over Bateman. Would you? Uh, but as you said, I think it's close also. Um, really, I, I think Marquise Brown might be the number one veteran winner of, of the whole uh, the whole weekend. I'm hmm. really excited about his game. And, I mean, he was, he was a wide receiver one until Lamar Jackson got hurt. Um, so you think, I think people forget about how productive he can be in fantasy. I mean, I think a lot of people look at him like he's Ted Ginn or Deshaun Jackson and just best ball type guy, and he's not at all. Yeah, well, I mean, he he had been, honestly, yeah. to some degree at least. But um, last year, prior to that to that injury to Lamar Jackson, Brown was a, a consistent and high-level producer. So right, right. Um, you think he's... I'm not going to say he's getting a quarterback upgrade, but he's he's certainly getting an offense or offensive system upgrade uh, with Arizona. Let's look I at was a couple. Also other... Shocked how much Arizona paid for him. I mean, they have big big intentions for this guy. Yeah, yeah. Gave up the first rounder. They did get the third rounder back with Hollywood, but yeah, still. Uh, I heard a few other people say they were surprised by that price tag. Mm-hmm. Couple other wide receiver winners: Gabe Davis. Uh, there was there was a lot of talk that Buffalo, even with the uh, with the play of Davis late in the season and in the playoffs, that that they could add an early wide receiver. They did not. They they do add Khalil Shakir, but that that was not until day three. So Davis looks like he's ready to go as as the number two option there in Buffalo. And and uh, I, I mean that's an offense we're always excited about. Yeah, I mean, the Bills added some weapons, you know, Cook, Shakir, as you mentioned. You know, they had flirted with, they, they brought back Isaiah McKenzie. They had flirted with uh, McKissick. But none of those guys are traditional lineup every down wide receivers. And Davis, to me, is clearly the two now, which is a great spot to be. Matt, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll finish up our wide receiver discussion and look at some veteran tight ends who are winners as well. Hey, everyone. I've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a long time now. They've been great friends with the whole Locked On Network and really with my family, to be honest with you. We've been getting Built Bars for quite a while, and they don't last long around here. I mean, they uh, this is a... The time of year when a lot of people have given up on their New Year's resolution, but not this year. So I, I've been sticking to it and eating right whenever I have to fight my kids for these built Bars. But it, it almost feels like it's not a resolution because they're so easy to eat and they're tasty. I mean, they got real chocolate on them. I've, I've told you guys before, my wife's kind of a, a, a chocolate snob. And she doesn't like a lot of the bars because of the, the waxy chocolate feeling. But um, built Bars aren't like that at all. And, and if you haven't tried the Puffs, you're missing out on one of the best built Bars that, in terms of taste, for sure. They're great. Uh, puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they, they too, of course, are covered in 100% real chocolate. 
Um, they're a fan favorite with incredible flavors. You know, uh, coconut marshmallows big here. Banana cream pie is actually my favorite. Uh, these are going to be your new favorites. I can promise you that one. Uh, Low-cal, high-protein. Replace, replace your candy bars with these. I mean, they're just better. I mean, a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I mean, so high-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carb. Again, I mean, they blow candy bars out of the water. Tons of great flavors. So here's what you got to do. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we talk about the veteran losers from the NFL draft. Now make Locked On NFL your second listen. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, let's continue our conversation about some veteran winners from the NFL draft. Uh, we, we've had a lot of Ravens talk here today. J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Bateman. Uh, we included Marquise Brown, the former Raven, who is a big winner. Uh, one more wide receiver before we move over to the to the tight end position. Darnell Mooney. Uh, the Bears, you look at that team, and they've added a couple couple pieces, uh, Byron Pringle and Equinemia St. Brown, but you definitely don't look at those guys as reliable uh, or high upside starters. So uh, they, the Bears really had nothing after Darnell Mooney. They lost Allen Robinson, as everyone expected. And I was surprised they didn't make a bigger move. They they do draft the day two wide receiver, uh, Velas Jones. That, that was a surprise. Certainly felt like a reach there. It kind of feels like Mooney's on his own again in this offense. Yeah, I mean, Fields definitely was not a winner. I mean, right. I think you could argue Komet's a winner. I mean, it takes tight ends a while. I guess Mooney's a winner, but, boy, he's not going to sneak up on anybody. And I expect the Bears to be really bad this year. Like, maybe first pick of the draft bad. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. That roster is ugly. Uh, yeah. Justin Fields struggled as a rookie, and uh, you look at that offense, and, and it really is just uh, just Mooney and and Komet there, along with uh, David Montgomery as as the running back, and it, that's just not enough. It's not enough to help Fields. Um, yeah, looks like it could be another long year in Chicago. They definitely need some help. Yeah. At the wide receiver spot. I, I know we're talking winners here, but I really fear that this team's going to win four games, picking the top four or five, and everyone's going to be talking about, is it time to move on from Fields? This staff didn't draft them. Like, I, I, I think Fields is swimming upstream. Yeah, that's, that's guy, scary. You know, that's right. scary, yeah. Yeah. Let's move over and talk tight ends, and we, we've we got to start with the Ravens here. Mark Andrews, uh, the Ravens did add, uh, I believe they actually drafted two tight ends. They always like to, to keep, that, keep that tight end position stacked. Isaiah Likely is there. 
Uh, they added Kohler, him. yeah. And, yeah, and that Charlie Kohler as well. So um, some depth there, but uh, none of those guys challenging Mark Andrews, the tight end two in Dynasty, according to most. Uh, <coughs> and it's really just a matter of, of even more volume for him as Hollywood Brown is gone. They have no wide receiver two. Don't even know who their wide receiver two uh, would would project to be right yeah. now. You know, they, they had... They drafted Tylen Wallace or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, that's you a know, good right. point. Good point. Probably somebody not on that roster right now. Yeah. Uh, regardless, it's good news for Mark Andrews, who is going to see even more work in that passing game. Yeah, I, I don't know much to add on that. You would think that, boy, they drafted two tight ends. That hurts the incumbent guy, but I don't think it does one bit. No, no, I don't think so either. A uh, couple other uh, what, uh, tight ends, a little lower on the. Uh, on the list as far as rankings or ADP, but um, these guys were all helped because their team did not add competition. It was, it's a good year to be a veteran tight end because that that rookie tight end class is just just pretty weak overall, and uh, nobody no tight ends landed. Uh, at least tight ends of note landed with the Vikings. That's good news for Irv Smith. Uh, he's been banged up, and and hopefully we see him healthy and finally living up to the expectations of, of dynasty managers. Same thing for David Njoku. He's in Cleveland. They, uh, they move on from Austin Hooper. They tag David Njoku. It looks like it's going to be Njoku and Bryant in Cleveland. And uh, once again, a team I want pieces of with Deshaun Watson there. Irv Smith and Njoku, quick thoughts on those two guys, Matt. Yeah, I, I mean, not only... Did the Vikings not really address the tight end position, but they didn't go get a, a top number three receiver, you know, like there's, he should get a big piece of that passing pie. And I think that works out real well for him. Like Dobbins, it looks like there's no worries about their, um, you know, him coming off injury. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing to add to the Najoku situation is not only did they get rid of some of his competition and their light at receiver, but they're paying him a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good point on Irv Smith as well. Not and and that uh, Vikings team not adding a receiver p- could probably consider Adam Thielen a winner as well. They'll roll with him. Yeah, yeah. they'll roll with him as their second option one more year. He's going to be undervalued once again. Uh, a couple other teams and uh, tight ends that that benefited from the NFL draft. Austin Hooper mentioned his name. He's gone from Cleveland, but he lands in Tennessee. Looks like he could be the starter there. Similar story for Hayden Hurst in Cincinnati. Mm. Uh, CJ Uzoma left via free agency, and they scooped up Hayden Hurst in a great landing spot there with the Bengals. They did not draft a tight end. And Gerald Everett uh, is... I've been stashing him for years. I I think this is his last chance, and he's now a charger. I think he could be a really good landing spot for him. Yeah, he's he's bounced around so much the past couple years, I almost forgot he did sign with the Chargers. That was was bad news for those counting on Donald Parham to to finally get his shot. Uh, But good news... Good news for Everett, of course, gone from Seattle after they make the move for, for Noah Fant. They re-sign Will Disley, so he wasn't needed in Seattle any longer. Goes back to L.A., not with the Rams, but this time with the Chargers. They don't add a tight end either. Hooper, Hurst, Everett, all short-term options, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them really worth a whole lot in Dynasty. 
If I'm picking one of those guys, I'm I'm probably going with Hayden Hurst in that Bengals offense. What about you? Out of Hooper, Hurst, and Everett? Yep. I went Everett still. I'm okay. a big Everett apologist. I think he is the most athletic of that group. Yeah, I would I wouldn't argue with that point. Like I said, I'm just chasing the the Bengals uh, and Joe Burrow yeah. upside there with with Hayden Hurst, but I think all three of those guys, like I said, short-term options at best. Uh-huh. Uh, if, if you're looking to acquire them, wouldn't cost too much. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.